pray, God, that uh, you would strengthen us in our weakness, God. Uh, We have so great a need for you, Lord, uh, to strengthen those things in us, Lord, uh, that have, have weakened. So we just pray again that you would renew us and that you would uh, just help us, Lord, as we have such a great need. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, from time to time as, as I'm working, um, I try to, try to learn some lessons from, from just basic things that go on during the, day, during the, the week or, or just kind of try to learn some simple lessons from the Lord. And, and uh, just wanted to kind of try to communicate some of those things this morning. And uh, especially to myself. So, uh, just going to read what I've got here. I was wanting to communicate something to not only you, but also and especially to myself this morning. It's about how the Christian approaches pushing the reset button on their lives. And how do we know that is what needs to be done? I believe we know it needs to be done from time to time because the spirit within us lets us know something is wrong. And it needs corrected. I was thinking about how at work I often deal with electrical issues and from time to time I get thrown off course because I simply overlook the simple steps. For example, a certain electrical system may not be working properly on a vehicle. And you do your best to try to fix it by testing the circuit, reading repair data, searching repair databases, and a myriad of other things. Then you remember you know what, why don't we just try pushing the reset button? Now, cars don't really have a reset button, but what I consider this to be is simply disconnecting the battery cables, touching them together for a minute or two, and this seems like a basic solution, doesn't it? But sometimes it works. Now, as I relate that to the Christian life, we know the Scripture gives us basic and specific instructions about what to do when things between us and the Lord or others are not as they should be. The scripture that came to to mind is in Revelation chapter 2. It was a message to the church at Ephesus. It says, I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not and have found them liars And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Repent, do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent." The Lord himself knows our problems, and I believe for the most part we have a simple issue that causes us so many problems in our life. It all begins with our love for the Lord Jesus. It is not as an an issue with his love for us because we all can see so clearly as we look at his suffering for our sake as he was lifted up on the cross for our salvation. He instructs the church at Ephesus to return to their first love. Remember Remember with me this morning that first love when you knew you had been given eternal life and the forgiveness of your sins and how he lifted the burden of sin and saved your life. Close all the tabs that slow you down. Press the reset button. Go to the Lord in prayer. Commune with him. 
and remember your first love. And I want to end with uh, uh, reading a little portion of a sermon, sermon from MacArthur. He says, We have to go to the real core of what it means to be a Christian. And I, from my perspective, believe that the church in our day is completely losing this simple perspective. I think the Christian life is essentially a simple thing to understand. It is a life of loving Jesus Christ. I know that sounds probably pretty basic, and indeed it is, but just that simple statement has been lost to us. The Christian life is best defined as an ongoing relationship of love between the believer and Christ. We don't need to talk about his love for us. That's fixed. The issue is our love for Christ. Evangelical Christianity has all but lost this perspective on the Christian life. Most people have the idea that that the Christian life is about how much God loves me and wants to fulfill my dreams and my desires and my ambitions and my goals and my objectives. And what he wants to do is make something wonderful out of me and lift me up and elevate me and fulfill all the hopes of my heart. It's more about God loving me so much that he wants to do all of this than it is about me loving him. But in reality, the Christian life is about loving Christ. It is about loving him singularly. It is about loving him totally. It is about loving him sacrificially. It is about loving him obediently. It is about loving him worshipfully. It is about loving him in terms of service it, is, it really is about loving Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be a Christian. It's that you now commit your life to loving him. So as we reflect on that this morning, I also want to read just this short little verse, 1 John 4.19. We love him because he first loved us.